Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. What up, my fellow RDs? How are you this week? I wish you guys could respond. I kind of want to actually have a conversation and not just talk to a wall today, but here we are nonetheless. I'm not going to do this crazy long intro telling you all of my things all the days because today's episode with Katie Dodd is a wee bit longer by a wee bit. I mean, a lot longer than the typical episodes, but I think the conversation is really cool. Tons of nuggets of wisdom that Katie has dropped throughout the episode, and she really takes a deeper dive into the process that it was for her to leave her full-time job after having a side hustle for more than a couple of years and what dipping into a side hustle looked like over those years as well. So without further ado, let's pass the mic to past me and Katie Dodd. Katie Dodd is a geriatric dietitian by trade, a writer, a speaker, consultant, mentor, and leader in this industry. She has a variety of non-traditional income streams. She is a blogger with a geriatric dietitian and high calorie recipes blog. And she is also the host of the Dietitian Side Hustle podcast. Since she and I have chatted, she has taken on so many different really cool opportunities as a mentor, as a business coach, as a blogging coach. Without further ado, let's talk to Katie. Katie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. I need to ask you the three most important questions ever. You ready? Yes. All right. One, what is your bucket list travel destination? So I think my bucket list travel destination right now is to be able to bring my kids to Disneyland or not Disneyland to Hawaii, but the Disney at Hawaii. I don't know what it's called, but they have a a Disney there. Yeah. They've got a Disney (sighs) resort at Hawaii and I totally want to bring my kids. So I've been to Hawaii before, but that's my bucket list is to bring my kids and go there. Can you adopt me? (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll add you to the family. Excellent. (laughs) That sounds awesome. I, I feel like that would be an epic trip. All right. Question number two, what is your favorite food of all time? I think my favorite food of all time is dark chocolate. Like the darker, the better. Like my kids think it tastes like dirt, but I'm like, (laughs) well, that's good because then I don't have to share with you. (laughs) So I think that's my favorite is really dark chocolate. And actually a couple weeks ago, I found a really, really, I think it was like the darkest chocolate I've ever had. It was amazing. So like bitter, (laughs) but also just very well balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's very like satisfying. It's just, you don't have to eat a lot. It's just like, mm, so good. That sounds really nice. I I miss living in the States and buying dark chocolate in in bulk from Sprouts and then also getting like dried fruits and like having like a DIY, just like dried Mm. fruit, chocolate, maybe some walnut. Mm. Yes. (laughs) So good. All right. I'm on board with your dark chocolate. Okay. So then last question, coffee or cocktails? So neither. I actually one, if that's any consolation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, so I will say I have migraines and the deeper, you know, being a dietitian, digging into what are my food triggers for migraines, it turns out both. (laughs) And coffee, it's more of if I don't have it. So if I have a cup of coffee every single day, I'm fine. But if I skip my morning cup, then I get a migraine. And for days that I'm busy or have things to do, I'm I'm in a rush. And then now I have a migraine that doesn't help. So I just found, okay, 
quitting coffee. I'll do an occasional decaf because I mean, sometimes it's fun to have a latte with a friend. Yeah. But um, yeah, no coffee. And I actually haven't had any alcohol since June of 2021. Okay, cool. Get it, girl. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I just never added it back in. And it, that's another thing I realized too. I love, I love wine. It gives me <laughs> migraines. So, oh. so right now I guess I'm just a tea and water kind of girl. That's fair. I, those are both fairly hydrating. So I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. And they don't give me migraines. So I'm all for it. <laughs> that's totally a plus. Yeah. I feel like maybe more so in the States than here, but like the, the alcohol free, like cocktails are like becoming a thing. So I'm waiting for them to come to Europe, but until then gin and tonics with gin. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. So Katie, tell me a little bit about, I guess your beginnings as an RD and yeah, let's start there. Tell me a little bit about your beginnings as an RD. The beginnings. Okay. We'll go way back. I don't feel like I've gone this back in my story before. be easy. I'm like, oh, food guide pyramid, whatever. <laughs> that's easy in community college. Found out, no, it is not easy. Science <laughs> is hard. But I ended up just falling in love with the class of nutrition. I'm like, holy cow, can I do this for a career? So yeah. ended up changing my major. I actually initially was a psychology major because I wanted to help people. Cool. Took a psychology class and was like, nope. <laughs> then I became a business major because I actually love business for me. I, yeah. I was the kid in high school who loved economics. I go into community college and I'm like, yes, microeconomics, macroeconomics, intro to business, investing. I loved it all, but I felt like there was a gap on like, how can I help people through this? Yeah. So when I found nutrition, I was like, well, this is perfect. I can help people with food. So I will say on my journey, incorporating psychology and business with nutrition is actually kind of what I do. So it's kind of fun how they all fell together, but I became a um, nutrition major. Didn't really know what that meant. And then I was like, what's this unpaid internship business all about? (laughs) (laughs) When when I went to school, I was pretty sure I was going to work with kids. I wanted to help, um, you know, stop the trend in diabetes in young children. And that was really where my passion was. I got into my internship. I will say I followed the money because unpaid internship, shoot, and what I found, <laughs> well, I found out that the VA, the Department of Veteran Affairs had yeah. paid internship rotations. What? So I ended up leaning towards VA. I started volunteering there. And while I went for the money, I fell in love with the mission, with the population. And I just fell in love during my internship with the VA, ended up getting my first job as a dietitian working for the Department of Veteran Affairs doing yeah. home care. So I would go to the homes of veterans, mostly older adults. So while as a, you know, undergrad student, I was like, I'm going to work with kids. Yeah. I ended up working with older adults, became a geriatric dietitian and actually had my in traditional employment, I really only ha- ever had one job. <laughs> so I worked 13 years in the same job. I will say I, I loved it completely. The VA is a lovely place for dietitians to work. And um, yeah, that's kind of my beginning story. I love the this. dietitian world. Let's unpack this real quick. You skill stacked super early, probably unknowing that like all of that was going to be beneficial in your career. I wish I had more psych classes and like not necessarily like to get into people's psyche, but I think just understanding people a little bit better and having that ability to relate to them is so key, especially when you're 
talking nutrition because it can be so multifactorial, so layered deep, like regardless of who you're working with, right? Like whether you're working with kids or whether like adults or geriatrics, like I wish I had that. So I love that you were able to bring that knowledge into the population that you were working with and serving. And 18 year old, you probably had no idea that you were going to be running a badass business like a decade and a half later, you know? So it's super cool that you unknowingly skill stacked and that's kind of led you on this path. So you and I met in real life in 2019 before the panini hit the world. And that was like the last fancy that was in person. So I, I love connecting with RDs and like, I feel like doing it in person is just, it's, it's the best. So I remember, I feel like you had just started the, your blog then. So I would love if you could speak to like the side hustle transition from your full-time gig of being at the VA and then serving that, I guess, same population just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that we met in Finsty in real life before the world went crazy because I, I like you. I am missing my dietitian people so bad. Cannot wait for Fancy 2022 in Orlando. I will be there and I will be like so excited to see dietitians, to hug dietitians. I like, oh, my soul cannot wait. So uh, and it was so fun, too, because at that time, both you and I, I feel like we're kind of green. We're kind of new to this entrepreneurial world. And yeah. it was so fun that we made this connection. And now a couple of years later, we're like, oh, hey, we're, we're living it. We're doing the thing. Yeah. And um, because of the population I worked at, I did end up getting becoming a board certified specialist in gerontological nutrition. That's the CSG credential through um, the Commission on Dietetic Registration. I also started volunteering a lot within the Healthy Aging Dietetic Practice Group because that's that's the DPG for older adults and did a lot of um, volunteer work just because I really wanted to make sure I specialized in the area I was working in. Because we know as dietitians, we get a very broad education. We learn everything. And then sometimes when we come into the field, it feels like, Oh, I know kind of everything, but I don't feel like I know anything like super, super amazing. (laughs) And (laughs) so, so that's why I really leaned into becoming an expert in geriatric nutrition, because like every aspect of our field, it's so, so different in how we treat patients. And and it's just all the things. Mm -hmm. So I became a specialist in geriatrics and I will say my side hustle journey happened about seven years ago. I actually met a dietitian at Fancy in Texas who owned a nutrition company. Her company in the eighties, which was so yeah. cool. Cause like you think back I'm like, Oh, they literally like mailed catalogs to people and then they would mail their test in. they'd mail it back. You get your certificate. And, and I know a lot of dietitians are probably laughing like, yeah, that's how we did it. But you know, now with the internet, it's like, you just go on and do stuff. So it's, yeah. it's kind of cool that she started this business in the eighties, transitioned it online. She was yeah. very innovative and was doing really well for herself. She that's actually awesome. happened to live in my town of Medford, Oregon. We really connected. I met her on the expo floor for her business and we connected because she was from Medford. I was from Medford and like probably no one else there was from Medford, Oregon. (laughs) And, but at Fancy, as you know, you meet so many people. And while it was a great connection, I I will say later on, I saw her at the airport and I'm looking at her like this dietitian looks so, so familiar. When you go from Texas to Southern Oregon, you have to have a connection. So I saw her when we were in Texas. I was like, man, she looks familiar. 
then I saw her again at our connecting flight and we're getting on the same flight. I'm like, who is this person? Why is she so familiar? And I went and got my seat. I got on first. And then lo and behold, this dietitian ends up sitting right next to me. <laughs> yes. And so she sits next to me and we start talking. I find out she's an entrepreneur. I find out she has a business because I, I didn't realize when I first met her that she owned this business. I got just it. was like, oh, Medford. Yeah. And and the more we started talking, I was like, oh my gosh, I must learn more from you. I wanted to learn how to improve my own writing skills. I didn't feel like I was a very strong writer. So I asked her, can I job shadow you? Can I learn from you? And she's like, sure, here's my business card. Email me in a week. So I did. She saw that I had the CSG credential, that yeah. geriatrics I mentioned. And she actually had an author who fell off, who was supposed to update a continuing education article for her in geriatrics. And she was like, hey, Katie, I see you have this credential. Do you want to write this article? Yes. I will pay you. And for me, I was, I've been a volunteer my entire career. I volunteer a lot. The concept of getting paid for something I probably would have done for free was like, what? So so I feel like I fell into side hustling by accident. It was really because I sat next to a dietitian on a plane. So I ended up getting my first paid gig. It was so wonderful because when you're writing a continuing education article, you learn so much more than reading it. Like when you're on the back end and the fact that I got paid money, I was like, this was so cool. So I ended up continuing to work for years with her and her company. She ended up selling it off and um, and retired and a whole lot of things have happened with that company, but it introduced me to the side hustle world. It was a huge, huge blessing when I had kiddos, because I think as a lot of dietitians often struggle with, we finish our internship, we get our job, we think we've made it big. And then we're like, oh wait, I'm still living paycheck to paycheck. (laughs) If you make the decision to have kids, which no one told me how expensive children were, you know, it was just like continuing to live paycheck to paycheck and then wanting to stay home with unpaid maternity leave was a struggle. Having the side hustle gave me the income to stay home with my kids, which was huge. So, so I feel like I fell into the side hustle world by accident. The money really kept me there because it was just so beneficial. I also love doing it. I feel like I love everything, but I enjoy doing it. was um, speaking. Cool. And then a few years ago, it was actually in 2019. So the same year we met, I went to a conference. It was the Oregon Washington Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics Conference. I heard a few entrepreneurial dietitians speak and it's like they spoke into my soul. Yes. And what I realized at this conference was that I was an entrepreneur. I will say I always thought to be an entrepreneur, you had to work with patients one-on-one. Yeah. I saw patients one-on-one in my full-time job and had zero interest in doing that <laughs> on the side. And so I never self-identified as an entrepreneur. Yeah. It was during this conference that I realized, wait, I am an entrepreneur. I do have a business. How can I continue to add additional income streams, reach more people, impact more people? So at that conference, it really lit a fire in me to start my own business. I had no idea what it would look like. (laughs) I had no idea what would come and what would happen from this. But, um, you know, I started dreaming at that conference of what could this look like? What can I do? How can I help? How can I serve people? Come June of 2019, I ended up getting a notification on Facebook saying Facebook is leaning more towards groups. Here's a group we think you'd be interested in. It was the Unconventional RD Facebook community with the lovely Erica Jolson. And when I joined that group, there was a, she had offered a free webinar on how to make money blogging. And I didn't even know this was a thing. I literally thought a blog was like 
your personal journal where you wrote about the coffee you drank and what you did on the weekend and your neighbor, <laughs> your mom, your dad read it. I didn't realize you could like legit build a business based on blogging. Yeah. So, so I was very obsessed because this was a way to incorporate writing, educating, and the geriatric nutrition that I was so passionate about into a blog. So in June of 2019, I created my first blog called The Geriatric Dietitian. And a lot of this was because in the VA, which I keep saying is a lovely place to work, I was able to see every single veteran. Like they didn't have to screen positive for malnutrition for me to see them. Because oftentimes that's what we see in bigger systems. It's like, well, now that you're totally malnourished, now let's try to like build you back. So I was able to see the power of having a dietitian in the lives of every older adult in our program, in my, our home care program. And it just made me so passionate of like, we need to teach more people. We need like, it just breaks my heart when I see older adults who save money their entire life, they retire their golden years. Right. Yeah. And then for those who become malnourished, they lose weight unintentionally. They lose muscle, they fall. They then become dependent on others and their quality of life suffers. And during this amazing retirement season, it's not what they envisioned and recognizing that nutrition has this amazing, amazing power to help them make the most of their golden years. So a lot of it was this passion and fire in me. I'm like, I need to tell more people about this. I need to educate more people. And a blog gave me the platform to reach more people, but also to make money and build my own business. So I started my blog in June of 2019 we met at Fincy in October. And so I was still very new into the blogging world. I feel like I was drinking all the juice of entrepreneurship. I <laughs> fell into the deep end. I, I joined Nutrition Entrepreneurs DPG, which was where we met. I went to every event that they did. Yeah. And I ended up starting my very quick. How it happened. Wait, before we go into this, because I feel like that's a whole separate thing. I've taken a lot of notes and I'm very excited to break this down. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the universe spoke to you when, when that person sat next to you on the airplane, right? Like Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. a fortuitous thing for that to happen. So I just wanted to like recognize that because that is awesome. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So cool. And I'm happy that you recognize that opportunity, right? Like to kind of light a fire somewhere, even if it was just a tiny little spark at that point. So one, love that. Two, I love that you were able to see, or I guess your, like the conference that you went to within Oregon and Washington kind of sparked something else, right? Like that was kind of like the next step, like, wait, I don't have to see clients one-to-one. And that's not something we're ever taught in school, right? Like it's either you go clinical or your private practice and you see clients one-to-one. There is no gray area in between. It's just black and white. Like it is what it is. But I love that that kind of sparked the next thing in you. You're like, wait, I can do this. I feel like you were just taking all of this from like outside sources, whether it be God, the universe, whatever you believe in, right? Like all of it was covering, coming to you. You were filtering through it all. And it like just led you on this amazing path to continue growing and pursuing. And then you saw this blogging thing from the unconventional RD, like Katie, this is like the freaking coolest story ever. (laughs) You know, so much of what you do is about collaboration and every step of my journey has come from collaboration and connecting with other dietitians and working together and growing. And really that's just the how my entire career has worked. It hasn't been me in a silo. It has been working with other people who build each other up. I love that. 
quick question yeah. about that initial blog that you had. Was that geared towards people? Like, was that geared towards the geriatric population that you were working with one-on-one? Or was that more for maybe their kids or their caretakers that were working with them? Caregivers of sick, frail, older adults. Because... Well, yes, there are a lot of older adults online. That is a misconception that they are not. They are like some of the you know most rapid growth users of Facebook and all the things. <laughs> so yes, older adults are online. But what I found in my practice, when an older, because I, I focus on preventing unintended weight loss. I will say that is the main thing I do. I do a lot totally. of things, but that's the main thing. And when an older adult starts losing weight unintentionally, they don't care. They're like, yeah. whatever. I wanted to get back to my weight when I was 18. Like they, <laughs> they, they just don't care. Or they have people around them who say, Oh, good job. I'm trying so hard to lose weight. You're not even trying, you know, there's exactly. this whole conversation. Yeah. And so older adults are not the ones generally online. Like how do I stop my unintended weight loss? Yeah. Family members, caregivers, people who love and care about them. They are the ones who are feeling hopeless on how can I help mom? How can I help grandma? How can I help my neighbor? How can I help my friend? I will say there's plenty of older adults who read my website. There's also lots of people outside of my niche who read my website because a lot of my content is high calorie foods. Yeah. So I have bodybuilders, really? uh, oncology patients. <laughs> yeah of sick, frail, older adults. So I just want to give that a quick plug. Sometimes we worry when we really niche down, we lose people, but we niche down, we speak to someone specific. People can still get the message and glean from it. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing too. I'm like a bodybuilder, but I'm like, yeah, they want a lot of calories because they're trying to like bulk up different, very different from who I'm speaking to, but they still get the message and it still serves them as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. Thank you for answering my question. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now let's go on to the dietitian side hustle. Cause this is, I feel like what you are the queen of. So let that shine. <laughs> <laughs> so I love dietetic interns. That is something that I absolutely love working with students, um, working in home care. I have a lot of time or I had a lot of time in the car with students when we would drive from visit to visit. And like, stories and I was so excited and I remember like when we would finish the day I would find like my favorite part of the day was telling students about all these cool things they could do as a dietitian that I didn't know before they didn't know and just that energy and excitement that I got from that it just was like man that was my favorite part of the day was inspiring people and showing them what was possible and what I realized is that I could take these stories that I'm telling over and over and over again talk into a microphone and reach more people. <laughs> yes. So, so um, I be doing home care for 13 years. I got really tired of listening to the radio. I think I listened to every station, every genre of music, and I was so over it. It took me way too long to get into podcasting. I, I think I was like way too, I'm like, oh, podcasts are a thing. But then I fell in love with podcasts and I started listening to a lot of entrepreneurial podcasts, a lot of ones on blogging, on passive income, um, some on inspiration and happiness and great stuff. But um, one podcast I was listening to was Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn. And he had a podcast episode called The State of Podcasts in 2020. And essentially what he said was 
you need to start a podcast. So I said, okay, Pat Flynn, within three days, my podcast was live on the air. (laughs) So it really, it (laughs) happened on a whim because it was that week that I just realized like, man, I, I I'm telling these stories to interns. I love this. And Pat Flynn's telling me to start a podcast. So I started my podcast initially. And, and the other things that I was growing, I didn't have a ton of time, but I just loved sharing with other dietitians and students, all of the cool things that they could do as a dietitian and starting a side hustle because I was doing it. I had been side yeah. hustling for a long time. I was really starting to shift my side hustle from doing work for other people to doing work for myself. To My business is in blogging and I'm just going to share with people love all of this so much. So I don't know how much you know, but I'm very, very into human design. And I, now I feel like I need to know your design. So I'm going to send you a link off air and I would love to know what your human design is because you're taking so much action on all of this immediately. And like, and it feels aligned, right? Like it feels a hundred percent you when you're doing it. Maybe I'll add it into the end, but like, I need to know what your design is now. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. So you were really doing what I like to call like a windshield masters, like listening to a bunch of different podcasts to kind of garner more information about like what one entrepreneurship looks like and two, like where you fit into that space. And if that space is a good space to share your message and I feel like if you're a talker and you have information that either you say on repeat a lot or like you just love sharing, podcasts are the best. And I'm sure you agree. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but since then, my understanding is you left your job at the VA earlier in 2022 and you're like your side hustle is is your hustle which I love full hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the typical Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll kind of continue on with my journey because it really has been something that has lined up so well. Yeah. And, you know, I I think for me, what the game changer was, was working with a business coach and working on my mindset, like a thousand percent. (laughs) Now in, you know, I started the podcast at the very end of 2019. In June of 2020, I ended up taking my first um, kind of business coaching course. It was a very low ticket offer. It was a hundred dollars. It was called the 2120 Health challenge with my current business coach, Greg Todd. He's a physical therapist, but works with lots of different disciplines. And that was my first taste of like working with a business coach and like, holy cow. I was like, this is amazing. At the end of that 30 day program, he did an offer for a program he was doing called smart success healthcare hopped right into that. And, um, that is right when the pandemic happened, right? Right. When everything went a little bit crazy, but for an online business, it really didn't matter. So 
I've got this podcast. Um, I've got this blog that I'm building. Fast forward into income. So it's making some, some really good money. And once again, I'm like, this is amazing. How do I tell more people about this and how do I help them do the same? So I ended up working with a business coach and creating what's my signature program now. And it's called the blogging accelerator program. And this is where I teach dietitians how to create a blog that builds massive traffic and one that they can make multiple streams of passive income through. So I started this program called um, the blogging accelerator program again, very much on a whim. Um, I, I built it within a month and yeah. And it was quarterly at the time I did one quarter at the beginning of 2021 and then the next quarter. I just kind of think it's helpful to kind of wrap things up. So in in 2019, when I really started my brand dietitian side hustle, I started sharing income reports on like, here's how much money I'm making in my business in 2000. And and I'm I'm saying these numbers off the top of my head. They're on my website, dietitiansidehustle.com. You could fact check me. Sometimes I get numbers a little (laughs) wrong, but in 2019, I made about $7,000 in my side hustle, which felt really good because my goal was to make like $300 a month because I was... (laughs) I wasn't dreaming too big at the time. I was like, I just want to pay a bill. Yeah. And so to end the year with 7,000, I was like, oh, I'm doing pretty darn good. The next year, as I started dreaming bigger, my goal was to make $25,000 in 2020. It felt impossible. Um, I ended up making 33,000. In 2021, I call this the year of risk. This is when I started taking massive risk because I'm very risk averse. My backup plans have backup plans. And so for me (laughs) to invest a big chunk of money into a mastermind and to really go out on a limb was terrifying, <laughs> but For I did sure. anyways, cause I've learned, actually, I, I've learned that I like being terrified. Like the, <laughs> the more scared and uncomfortable I am, the better. So I just keep staying uncomfortable. So I mentioned in the beginning of 2021, I did oh. made more money in the first six months than the entire care live, which was so exciting because it was my first live event, like in forever. So I got to meet a lot of physical therapists, occupational therapists, dietitians, other healthcare professionals. And it was so, so amazing. I was able to speak on the stage at this event. It was my first time speaking on a stage as an entrepreneur. And at the end of the event, my business coach um, made a pitch for a year long mastermind that was $30,000. Now, everything in me was like, oh my gosh, that's too much money. That's terrifying. That's like, you know, more or about what I made the previous year. And oh my gosh, all these fears and doubts, but I knew I had to do it. Yeah. And this was my year of risk, my year of massive risk. <laughs> I did not have that much money in the bank. So I ended up putting it on a credit card, Oh wow. which I don't it's, like credit cards. It's also but, scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very scary. But I believed in myself. Yeah. And I will say once I invested $30,000 in a year long mastermind, I had massive anxiety for a week. Like, what did you do? (laughs) But, but not just fear of the money, but almost that excitement fear of, oh my gosh, this is happening. Like big, crazy things are going to happen from this. Now, up until this point, I... Was 
a dietitian who did not supervise humans or manage budgets, which is almost unheard of. Pretty solid. <laughs> Best boss in the world. I had a pension. I had a, like a 401k, amazing benefits. It yeah. was a really, really good job that I loved, but I loved entrepreneurship more. Nice <laughs> and girl. I, I was very scared to speak out into the world that I wanted to leave my job. And I do recognize too, I put a lot of my identity in the brand dietitian side hustle. Yeah. And I was a side hustler. I initially never intended to leave my job. Once I joined this mastermind, I was like, okay, maybe in like one to three years, I'll leave my job. And then I was like, okay, maybe in a year. And and I just was <laughs> full of doubt and, and yeah. all of these things. So I invested in this mastermind. I will say, um, my business coach says, when you, when you pay, when you pay, you pay attention. And I paid a lot. I paid a lot of attention Yes, girl. within one month. I paid off that entire loan and I ended up not having to pay interest on the credit card. Fuck <laughs> so yeah. Fuck so yeah. <laughs> In the next six months, I ended up making. Shift yes. in what I was capable of and who I can help, how I can serve them. And it was just a game changer for me. What was lovely about this mastermind is that includes um, in-person events and in-person is so, so valuable. It really and, is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Our first in-person event with the year long mastermind was in Orlando, Florida. This was in September. about um, 10 or 11 people. There's 11 in my mastermind. Yeah. They're mostly PTs, one OT, and then the dietitian holding down the board. <laughs> These dietitians and students even better. And their answer to me was, you need to leave your job. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Where is this coming from? So it, it was really interesting because could not possibly leave my full-time job. My family is a high utilizer of healthcare benefits. We need healthcare insurance. I make good money. It's a good job. It's reliable. It's steady. I had all these reasons and all of these excuses on why I couldn't possibly leave the VA. But my lovely mastermind friends, one by one, peeled back those limiting beliefs in my mind and in my head. Right. Like we're always taught, like you get a job for the insurance, like, yeah. Oh wait, we can buy our own. Yeah. But I will say I, even though they were saying you need to leave your job, I didn't say like, okay, you guys are right. But yeah. I will say, I said to myself that day, 2021 is going to be the last year I ever work at the VA. Granted, you know, it was September. We didn't have much time till 2021 yeah. ended. And I had no idea how this was going to work. Cool. So the next day I did have some courage and I told my, my friends my plan yeah. and flying home from Orlando. Um, I took two flights home because I live in a small town in Southern Oregon and it gave me time to scheme and to dream on what it's going to look like to leave the VA. So I ended up creating my exit strategy on here's what I need to do to leave the VA. For me personally, that looked like paying off our debts outside of our mortgage and saving up six months worth of paychecks from the VA. Yeah. And then I had my, um, I called it my peace out plan. So <laughs> this was like, if, if I were to leave the VA, here is how much money I would have to make every month to cover taxes, to cover the benefits that the VA would pay in for me. And so I had a plan <laughs> and I knew I could do it, but it still was terrifying and talked to my husband. He was on board. I would say just as terrified as me. Fast forward.
was something I never thought that I would do. Um, I fully intended to work at the VA till I was 68 and a half years old, retire with my pension. <laughs> like I had a plan. And so it was a very surreal day. I did give them 30 days notice just because I wanted to, you know, it was a good relationship and totally. I wanted to make sure there was good transition. Yeah. But I ended up leaving the VA. Um, my last day was at the end of December of 2021. So I met that promise that 2021 was the last year I ever worked at the VA and then began my journey as a full-time entrepreneur. And I, I do want to paint one quick picture and I, I know I'm, I'm talking a lot, but, but I want to paint <laughs> a quick picture here because I was so terrified to leave the VA and all of these excuses and all these reasons on why I couldn't possibly leave my safe, secure job. You know, I couldn't put my family at risk. So here's the deal. It took me 36 days leaving my job, 36 days as a full-time entrepreneur to generate as much revenue as I made in an entire year at the VA. Wow. Now that is not cash and bank because I do have payment plans, but that was money generated like 36 days, which was like so crazy and mind blowing to me. So all the reasons on why it was actually safer <laughs> to stay at the VA actually leaving was better because it gave me time freedom to be more present with my children. I've been able to get them out of after school programs. So they take the bus home every day, but Mondays because my feisty 11 year old does homework at the after school program on Mondays. And it's okay. just a better, it's a better thing for him to do. But every <laughs> other day they come home, I'm able to drive them to school, which is actually something that meant a lot to me. Um, yeah. I worked six 30 to five o'clock Monday through Friday, which was a blessing. Cause every Friday I would pretend like I was a stay at home mom. My kids were young when they went to school, it was great to build my side hustle. <laughs> so, um, so I was able to drive my kids to school, be more present with them and then also have less stress of living paycheck to paycheck because now it's like, Oh, we have time and financial freedom. This is such a blessing. So that's my very long story and answer to that question, which kind of diverted from the actual question, but <laughs> Katie, this <laughs> was beyond a wealth of knowledge. I think this is super inspirational for people who were scared to take the leap. And like, yeah. does every story work out according to plan? Like that you think you're going to plan it out like 20 steps ahead? No, but sometimes it's better. And I think yeah. now from what I'm understanding is that you're, you're able to be one more present, but also live more of like a values centered life around yes. prioritizing your kiddos, prioritizing probably your mental and physical health, as yeah. well as being able to serve a population that you're super passionate about. So yeah. Yes. Girl. Yes. I, I love yeah. it. And I will share, I probably spend about two hours in self-care every day. Hell yeah. It's kind of bananas, but yes. I couldn't do that before. Yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So I would love to know, like, what do you have upcoming for RDs? Like if they, if they dug everything you said and they're just like, I need Katie in my life right now, what do you have for RDs coming up? Sure. So I do have my signature program. It's the blogging accelerator program. And this is a great fit for dietitians who you want to start something on the side, or maybe you wanted like, maybe you're a full-time entrepreneur and you just want to do something else. So it's a great option for dietitians who they want to start something on the side that doesn't necessarily have to include patient care. And they're interested in building 
passive income. So that's my blogging accelerator program where I teach dietitians to create blogs that build massive traffic and generate income. I didn't share this part, but right now my blog, um, my blog, it's about, it's close to two and a half years old and it generates about $5,000 a month in passive income, which is great. That's like a paycheck yeah. <laughs> every month. And that's the blog's just working for me. Yeah. Um, I always say that blogging is a long-term game. It's not get rich quick, you know, push publish on a blog and you're rolling in the dough, but with the right time and strategy, you are able to reach um, a lot of people, make massive impact and make money. You're able to generate multiple streams of passive income. So you're not exclusively trading time for money. And it gives you that flexibility to live the life that you want to, to have that time freedom, to have that financial freedom. So this program really focuses on building a business based in blogging. Now, when you join Blogging Accelerator Program, you have access for life. We have monthly support calls. We have pretty much everything you need to build an amazing blog business and really just live out your dreams and do the things that you've always wanted to do that you're so passionate about doing. So it's my signature program. It's something that I am so, so blessed that I get to be able to do this. That's the other thing about leaving my full-time job is it's given me more time to focus on helping dietitians reach their dreams because this is what I love to do. I tell people... My side hustle was something I started almost as a hobby too, because I love doing it. If you guys can't tell, I really like what I do. And it feels like since leaving my job, it feels like I'm on vacation but forever. And all the <laughs> stuff I just get to do on the side for fun. So I have more time to continue to serve and help dietitians live their dreams. So if you are interested in learning more about the Blogging Accelerator Program, just go to bloggingacceleratorprogram.com and there's information about how to get enrolled in the program. That's perfect. I will link that in the show notes. You mentioned like you were in a mastermind. I've also been in a year long mastermind with a business coach and I feel like you're, you're hundred percent right. It is a game changer. So you also saw the value of it. Right. And like, I know I see the value of it, like, and working with people in that mastermind setting, because you got the push that you needed to leave your job in that mastermind. So is that something that you're hosting for RDs at this point as well? Yes, absolutely. Um, I actually have a mastermind called the Blog Boss Mastermind, and it's to help dietitian bloggers just level up their online business and kind of like do what I did, depending on what, what success looks like to them. We totally. all have different versions of what success looks like. And so I actually started this when I was still working my full-time job. So I started oh, wow. as a quarterly mastermind. Cool. I feel like I just kind of copy my own business coach because I'm like, hey, <laughs> it worked. So I started as a quarterly mastermind because I was, I just had this urgency of seeing the value of investing money into yourself, showing up, doing the work, being around other people totally. who are doing amazing things because everyone rises together and having that community, they see things in you that we can't see in ourselves. And it just helps so much with your mindset, removing your limiting beliefs. I will share that along my journey, I never worked harder. I didn't hustle and grind. It was all changing my mindset and learning systems on yeah. how to serve people better. So I just had this urgency of, I need to help dietitians do this. So I started a quarterly mastermind. It was amazing. I ended up doing another quarter right after that and then starting a year-long mastermind. Get it. Again, kind of mimicking what my business coach did. <laughs> but the year-long mastermind also includes in-person events because that is so, so valuable. So I do have the blog boss mastermind to help dietitians continue to level up their online businesses. And, and, and this is for dietitians who have a business based in blogging, but they could be doing like online courses, um, group program, even one-to-one it, it's this yeah. wide spectrum, but really the thing that glues us together is dietitians and blogging. And it is a such 
a fun mastermind and thing to be a part of. So yeah, I absolutely love it. Girl, you're preaching to the choir with masterminds. I, I completely understand the value and the community of them too. So we are yeah. on the same page. I love it. Yeah. Katie, it has been a pleasure. I feel like you are a wealth of knowledge and from both of us sitting like at Fancy in that like little mastermind sesh to now, I love everything that you've been able to achieve and it's friggin' awesome. Like not only watching your posts, but also just like chatting with you. It's been fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, until next time. I know this episode went a bit longer than you're used to, but oh my God, come on. It's filled with amazing wisdom. Katie is really knowledgeable in a variety of different areas. And this was just a really fun convo to have. So recap one, regardless of where you are in your dietitian journey, you can learn from others in the business Two, entrepreneurship and a side hustle can look different than seeing clients one-to-one three. Sometimes you have to take a big risk and trust in yourself for that huge reward. Four, those who know you well can sometimes see your potential better than you can. Five, if you don't know where to start or how to start a business, start listening to business podcasts, dietitian podcasts, and all of the things to get your windshield masters. Guys, this is okay. So I typically don't also have five recap points, but I think that this episode is just so chock full of nuggets of wisdom. And it was just a conversation. It wasn't even like, Ooh, poo, 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 nuggets of wisdom, poo, poo, poo. So I think letting conversation, not just in this case, but in any case, like letting conversation flow, that's where really cool stuff happens. And I know I mentioned a couple of weeks back, the Italy trip that I had taken, or rather the Italy retreat that I had hosted earlier in September. And we did have designated times to chat about business, But what I really loved most about that retreat is the retreatees or the people who came, right? Like the dietitians who came on the retreat, they took it upon themselves to like talk to each other, like one-on-one about business challenges that they were experiencing. And that's something that you can't really plan for, right? Like there's no designated time to talk to your buddy about like business challenges, but it's really cool that because the they actually formed a genuine relationship like prior to coming that those conversations were able to happen because they understood each other's businesses and they had a good idea of like what each other wanted in their businesses. So they were able to like coach each other, listen to each other and just have conversations about what could be. So that's the reason that one, I love hosting podcasts and two, I think it's just really important for us to have conversations with other people in our industry and to do our best to not be closed-minded about different opportunities out there, to listen to people's journeys because that's where a lot of the wisdom is. So just try and be open to that in these next few weeks, in these next few months, in the next year, whatever that looks like for you until it becomes something that is natural to you. Alrighty guys, with all of that said, this is just a quick reminder of all of the cool things that are coming up within the dietitian collaborative space. I'm always here for a convo or to answer any questions you have about upcoming roundtables. Again, I flow with my design and I don't really plan out dates. So please, if you are interested in coming together in a roundtable setting where your fellow dietitians and yourself and I are on an equal playing field, we are all here to 
do self-exploration, to explore and dive a little bit deeper into our human designs and to incorporate that into our businesses so that it doesn't feel really shitty when we're trying to launch or reach out to clients. It's something that just flows a little bit more naturally. So if you want that in your life, I would love for you to be in in an upcoming roundtable. Again, I don't have dates for these set out, but when I have more than enough people, or rather when I have a handful of people, that's when I know that those are the people who are meant to be together and go along this self-exploration and business journey together. So if that feels aligned, let me know. We are always down for the harder conversations in that space and to obviously lift each other up. So let me know if that is something that feels aligned, if you are down for, or if you have more questions about, there's a link down below in the show notes so that one, you can learn more about the roundtable. Two, you can all you can sign up for a roundtable. Or three, we can at least have a conversation and I can answer any questions that you have. Or I can just learn more about you, whatever you want. Alrighty, guys, until next week when I have two episodes coming out. One is a really cool and special collaboration with some of my favorite RDs, Laura Jean and Jessica Sertikoff Romola two dietitians whose names may sound very familiar to you because they are both also in the podcast world. We are doing something really cool together. So I am really excited for that episode to come out and I hope you guys have a listen next week where there are just a couple of more voices other than mine. In addition to that kind of bonus episode, I am also chatting with Shannon Costello. She is a culinary RD and she is also very much into plant-based and veggie-based meals. So super excited for another culinary conversation coming up as well. Mm